Welcome to the Beyond the Box Door podcast. This is your host, David Kaplan. In this episode, I interview Coach Ronnie Hamilton. Coach Hamilton's an assistant men's basketball coach at Ole Miss. Coach, how's it going? It's going great. How you doing, David? Doing well. Coach, want to give yourself a uh, brief introduction to the listeners? Yeah. Coach, go ahead and give yourself a uh, brief introduction to the listeners. Thanks, David. Um, uh, my name Ronnie Hamilton, uh, one of the assistant basketball coaches here at Ole Miss, University of Mississippi. Uh, going on my third year here now uh, here at Ole Miss uh, with our head coach, Kermit Davis. Uh, 18 years overall uh, coaching college basketball. Pleasure to be on with you. Thank you. Thank you. Coach, so you grew up in Oxford, North Carolina. Talk about growing up in North Carolina. Yeah, um, you know, that's my home state. And uh, where I was born and raised, a big part of am today. Um, you know, it's funny. I've grew up there and lived there 22 years of my life. I went to college there as well. Uh, and since then, you know, I, I haven't spent um, near as much time there uh, as coaching has gotten me uh, all across the southeast. And I've lived in so many different states. But North Carolina is always going to be home. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love uh, – I say it kind of uh, half-smiling in Tar Heel State, you know, what is known for um, – uh, went to a school that, that rivals of the Tar Heels. But, uh, again, I, I, I'm a big, big um, uh, uh, lover of, of, of North Carolina. It's, like I said, it's what raised me and, a lot of who I am today is, is growing up in, in that state. Um, anytime I can go back home, uh, obviously home is home. So, um, you know, uh, I've lived in a lot of great states and, and, and been lucky to live in the places I have. But, uh, you know, North Carolina will always uh, uh, be home for me and be near and dear to my heart. Um, no doubt. Now, you were a dual sport athlete web. When did you realize that you had a D1 caliber football? Uh, yeah, you know, it was probably around, um, you know, ninth grade year, um, maybe even kind of a year before that as an eighth grader playing middle school. Uh, I, as you mentioned, I, I played both sports, grew up playing, you know, everything. Um, you know, my parents, you know, got me involved in sports very early on. Actually, soccer was, was, was a, probably the first, that in baseball. Um, and then as I, you know, got older as, as a, you know, uh, young adult or teenager started to play football and really grew a love for basketball, but it was probably about that eighth grade year, ninth grade year, uh, where I could see that I was going to be a little bit better, um, as a football player than basketball. Uh, it didn't seem like I was going to appear to grow very much, you know, taller than, what I stand right now, about five nine, but I had a little bit of speed and had a little bit of agility, and you could start seeing it, you know, in middle school football and having a little bit of success there, and uh, and so it was around that time, early in my high school career, and I played varsity as a freshman in football, played JV basketball uh, as a, so it was trending that way, uh, but basketball was always my first love, just a sport that I just really, really kind of loved and, 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 and watched and followed, you know, closely. Um, but, but football was the one that, you know, I had more success with as I went through my high school career. 
Gotcha. Now, what made you decide to you'll be a student athlete at Duke? Yeah, you know, uh, kind of goes back to, you know, that state being from North Carolina. Uh, as I went through the recruiting process, uh, I, I had several schools in different parts of the country. You know, NC State was, was also uh, in my home state, close to home where I'm from. Uh, I grew up a big Notre Dame fan. Oats and you know anybody can remember way back when Rocket the Rocket was was like my my my, my childhood favorite football player. Uh, Tony Rice, you know, funny story. My my mom she was a dental assistant and the dentist she worked for grew up. Uh, he grew up the dentist she worked for. He grew up Tony Rice who who started Notre Dame. So early on I started watching you know, Notre Dame football, the Golden Helmets and South Bend. And they were one of the schools that were finalists. And I love C. Spurrier in terms of how they played at Florida with the air attack that they played with because I was wide receiver. And, you know, they were throwing that thing around with Danny Warford and Radial Anthony, Ike Hilliard and those guys. So it really kind of came down to those four schools. Um, you know, the education part was big for my family, my parents. Uh, really kind of instilled that in me in an early age, and, and there was a lot of value in Duke in terms of the academic part. It was close enough that they could see me play, and I had opportunity, I thought, to play early. So kind of, sort of all those combinations, I mean, all three of those combinations um, together was ultimately the reason why, you know, I chose it and gave me a chance to play ACC football, stay close to home, get a great academic um, education, and uh, it turned out to be, you know, for me a great decision. No, it definitely sounds you know, you start at the true fresh on the level squad, served as a captain your senior year. Talk about ACC football during your years. I know there are some teams that aren't in the ACC anymore, uh, you know, some that weren't in the ACC yet. So, you know, talk about the level of competition in the ACC. Yeah, you know, I, I, I played uh, during the time before the expansion. So, you know, it was kind of what I knew of the ACC, you know, before you had it. You know, the teams like Miami and Boston College and Pittsburgh. Um, and at that, time, at that time, even Virginia Tech. Uh, but at that time, you know, Florida State was in its heyday with Bobby Bowden. And so uh, those four years I played, they were in the national championship three out of the four years and ended up winning one of those championships. Very easily could have won, you know, uh, more than one. And so uh, the competition playing those guys every year, uh, was tremendous. You know, Chris Winkie was, was, you know, starring quarterback at that particular time. And I mean, they went through that run where they were just, you know, they, 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 they were the Alabama uh, of, of, of college football uh, during that time period. And so to play against, you know, that particular time, the best program in the country year in, year out was phenomenal. Uh, NC state was really good with Philip war, uh, Philip rivers. Uh, and uh, they had great receivers there at the time. And then Georgia Tech was was really really good. Carolina was was good. So it was just a really competitive league. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it necessarily watered down with expansion, but it just seemed like at that particular time the SEC obviously is really good in football, uh, but I think the ACC was more comparable just as a whole. And I know it's it's just starting to kind of get back that way. And, and obviously Clemson is really good right now too with Dabo and what they've done. But it it was really really good uh, um, at that particular time made for for fun entertaining competitive games and, and it was it was neat to be a part of it um you know when i played you know the team didn't have the success on the floor that you know that team did obviously but as a captain 
How were you able to keep up morale? Yeah, you know, it, it was it's one of those deals where, you know, I, I look back at it and, you know, what I take from that experience and, and playing career at Duke is, um, you know, man, it, it allowed me to see so many things that, you know, I wouldn't have otherwise. You know, I, first time I ever flew on a plane was to go play a game on the road, you know, stay in nice hotels. And so, and then the people, and, and ultimately, you know, kind of answer your question, it was those relationships because uh, we didn't have as much success as we ever liked to uh, when I played. Uh, but you, but you, you know, what you end up finding, and this I think holds true if either you, you win a bunch of games or you, you don't win as many as you would like, you know, ultimately, you know, you'll, 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 you'll enjoy and talk about the games. Uh, but it's those experiences and those relationships that'll last, you know, a lifetime. And so, uh, you know, in of it, you know, that's that's kind of what we, we 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 you know we we held on to in terms of just you know just enjoying the process of, of of playing at that level, playing together, competing together. And you know, I thought for us, and just speaking on our particular team, you know, it, it was it was easy in a lot of ways for the morale in terms of. You know, we liked our teammates. You know, we liked uh, – uh, we had good camaraderie, you know, even though, you know, we didn't get the results necessarily as much as we liked to in terms of wins. Uh, but just, just just that camaraderie and just, you know, going through that, that you know, that kind of grind, if you will, day to day and, you know, uh, what you had to do to, you know, two-a-days. And you look back at those things now, you, you know, you just – you know, you realize, the, you know, kind of the sacrifices and the things that you had to go – to go that went along with – you know, being a, a college athlete, a football player in the ACC, you know, it kind of it kind of drove up morale just from that standpoint. So we had a collective group of guys, you know, from all walks of life, all parts of the country, you know, all different backgrounds that came together as a team and competed, uh, you know, every Saturday. And uh, so you look back and I think that's what drove it, you know, as a leader, you tried to kind of really bring guys together and keep them motivated to continue to just be the best version of yourselves, you know, every single time you stepped on the field. Hmm. Now, Coach, what, if any, interactions did you have with the basketball coaching staff or any other during your year? Yeah, you, you know, uh, at, at that particular time, I was really focused on my my, my playing career. And so, um, you know, we had a teammate, I had a teammate and a roommate of mine, Lee Bryant, that was from, uh, Detroit, Michigan, who played both sports, uh, and, and you know, I didn't play both. Uh, I just focused on football, and so I always had this, you know, dream or kind of itch or kind of thought in the back of my mind of, of coaching college basketball. It's been something that, 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 you know, been a thought process, you know, even before I ever, you know, went to college or played college football. Um, and so it was there, but I was really just focused, you know, on, on the playing aspect of it when I was, you know, going through and, and, and being a, a college athlete, you know, a football player at Duke. And so there wasn't as much interaction uh, with the basketball staff. And cause I was really kind of just focused on that one particular goal of being the best football player I could be at that particular time and then hopefully having a chance to play, you know, in the NFL. And so it really kind of wasn't until uh, that dream, that number one, that career ended, and the number one, number two, that dream actually kind of, you know, ended in terms of, you know, reaching it the, at the professional level uh, that I went back and, 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 and really tried to lean on the basketball staff to get into coaching. 
And so, you know, once I did decide that, then, then there, there was some interaction, you know, on a more personal level to see. And, you know, then I went on that path of trying to be the college basketball coach. You know, you graduate with your bachelor's in political science. Too. Obviously, that's a tremendous degree that carries a lot of weight. You know, you, you attended a, an NFL camp invite and then spent a year teaching uh, world history and world geography, also serving as a assistant football and track and field coach. What do you remember about that year? The year in high school? Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was tremendous, man. You know, I look back at it and, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, like you said, I had a short stint with the New York. I got cut in training camp. And it was at that point, you know, like many athletes, whether you play 10, 12 years after college or you just finish up in college, you know, when you've done something so long, it's been such a big part of your life. Got what's next. And and so for me, that that it, it's at that time period where, you know, uh, the NFL dream, you know, kind of was put to a, to a, to a rest, so to speak. Uh, you know, they called for a time to, you know, really kind of, lot of self-reflecting okay what do you want to do for the rest of your life and you know it was, it was at that point that itch and that you know thought process that was always kind of in the back of my mind as far as coaching college basketball really kind of came to the forefront and so I had to figure out you know how 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 to pursue it you know how to how to how to you know take that first step and, and how to you know get to break into you know college coaching from a basketball side and you know the opportunity that presented itself first you know first you know opportunity I had was was you know coach high school and you know it's funny I, I was you know doing it to start coaching basketball and sure enough the football career that I had you know really spurred on uh an opportunity to coach you know the high school football part uh, but it was a fun year because I was you know, just out of college you know I had this major of history and political science like you mentioned where I just you know that was that was what I love to do as far as I learned. I love learning about, you know, facts and people and key moments and figure, you know, just, you know, things that have happened previously and how, do, how, how, how does it, you know, affect us in the current and how will it affect us going forward. So I'm sitting there with, with that, that love and, and why I got that major, uh, both majors, and now I got to go teach it, <laughs> you know. So it was, it was a challenge, um, and the students were there. We had an unbelievable principal, Conrad Lopes, at Jack Britt High School. It was a newer high school, so it was really kind of just, you know, just starting out, just fresh. Uh, everybody, I mean, just, just they just accepted me and took me in. The teachers there were great. Uh, you know, teachers that had done it for, you know, 10, 20, 30-plus years. I gained a lot of appreciation and, 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 and respect for teachers. Uh, that I already had, but grew even more seeing them and seeing the impact, you know, you have and, and, and helping, you know, young men and women go on and learn and, you know, go on to be, you know, college at that particular time, go from high school to college mostly or just going into the workforce. And so it, it was a really, 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 you know, it was a humbling year in terms of just, you know, just going from being a college athlete and playing on TV and, 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 and a lot of the, you know, things that goes with that, but then also just a, a learning year where, you know, just, 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 you know, getting into coaching and getting it. It was really was, I look back at it now and now I've done it. You know, like I mentioned before, 18 years at the collegiate level, uh, that first year just coaching the high school was, was one of the funnest years I've had, you know, coaching, uh, overall. No, I feel the same way about, you know, 
five years of high school, and, you know, feeling definitely uh, the same. It's great to be able to mold young minds like that. And, you know, that is pure. No question. How did you connect with Tennessee Pembroke uh, basketball staff? You know, it, it was it was a lot of it was location. You know, you hear that, that catchphrase, location, location, location. When it comes to, to, to business and, and, and sometimes, um, you know, marketing or sales, uh, and, 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 and it, that's really what helped me in that sense in terms of where I was coaching high school, uh, Jack Britt High School was right down the road from Pembroke, North Carolina. So, you know, Jack Britt was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Pembroke, North Carolina was literally the next, you know, city uh, that bordered it. You know, it was a you can throw a rock at it and it'd be there. And so uh, I knew coaching that year of high school for me was a, just a start to eventually get to the college level. That was my ultimate goal. And so even in that year, I was trying to figure out how I could get to, you know, college basketball in any form or fashion, whether it was a, you know, video coordinator, whether it was a volunteer, I was willing to do that. You know, I was, you know, whatever the case may be. And it just so happened that, you know, uh, I was I was you know able to watch that team play, and be familiar with the program, and go up there. But but just you know, again a lot of it just because of location. Uh, that next year they had a grad assistant position, and uh, you know applied for it, went down there and tried to meet the staff and just kind of kept being persistent and pursuing it. And luckily, you know, they gave up gave me the opportunity to sit down with them and. You know, really kind of interview and and I just express my you know my my my, my, my desire and, and and hunger to just get an opportunity, and you know thankfully um, Brian Garment at the time was a head coach, you know, he you know he hired me as a grad assistant, and uh, you know I I always you know had this mindset that you know if I can get opportunity the rest is on me, and so they gave me an opportunity to get into coaching on on the collegiate side. On the basketball side is what I was, you know, hoping and, and, and praying for at that time. And, you know, I took that opportunity and, and ran with it. You know, talk about your first experience college basketball, looking back 18 years later. Yeah, talk about, you know, the first year. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, it, you know, all of it was so, you know, so, so new and, um, it was, it was it was new and exciting because, you know, here I was ha- having a opportunity opportunity to do something that that I I I'd hoped for, uh, but also knew that you know I didn't have the most you know logical path, and so when I got that opportunity at Pembroke, man, I was just you know I I was just so fired up, and and what I found out very early on is, you know, you, you kind of would think that. You know, you're going to be doing all this basketball stuff. And the first introduction was, was non-basketball stuff, you know, uh, you know academic, you know, <laughs> coordinator, so to speak, you know, keeping up with guys academically. You know, uh, I think the first task, they, they, the coach Garment and, and, and really the assistant coach at that time, Jason Tinsley, they wanted me to repaint the whole, you know, locker room. And, you know, and so I'm looking around like, I, you know, I thought I was coaching basketball, you know. And so when you play, you don't necessarily see all the, you know, the other stuff, responsibility that goes along with it. 
you know, you kind of just think just, 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 you know, specific to that sport, whether it be just film or, you know, practicing or recruiting. Uh, but I tell you the great thing about it uh, for me, and I mentioned that, you know, I didn't have the most logical path and, um, you know, basketball probably is, is, is really kind of, uh, for the most part, most sports, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to you know, take a step, you know, uh, 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 there's not a order of steps that you must take to get to where you're trying to go. Uh, but for me, because of, you know, the way I, you know, kind of got into coaching, the Division Two and that grad assistant spot at UNC Pembroke was absolutely the, the best thing I could have, you know, ever, um, you know, wished for. Uh, because what it did, David gave me an opportunity to um, kind of just, just, you know, get a trial by, by. Coach, so you served as the graduate assistant uh, for the Braves in 2003 to 2005 and earned your master's degree in PE with a concentration in sports management. Talk about your first basketball coaching experience. Yeah, you know, um, I was just she was just so excited to, to, to start in uh, coaching at the collegiate level when I got the opportunity. Uh, Brian Gorman was the head coach at the time. Jason Tinsley was the assistant coach. And, uh, man, I just, you know, again, I was just just fired up to be able to do something that I you know, had a goal and, and a dream of doing. And uh, it was kind of the first step in – and that and, and and you know that becoming a reality and uh you know I, I you know thought man I'm gonna be doing all these basketball things and you know which I got an opportunity to do as a grad assistant um at the division two level you you can be on the floor you can recruit which was you know great for me in terms of being my first um you know coaching job but I realized quickly that it wasn't as much basketball uh as I thought, and, and more so, it, it was more than than just basketball, you know. And I think sometimes um, people don't realize all the other things you have to do from a coaching standpoint, whether it's, you know, checking classes, uh, you know, making sure guys are in class and, 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 you know, monitoring all the academic stuff, you know, as far as, you know, at that level, you don't have as many resources uh, maybe as we do here uh, at Ole Miss at a Power 5 school. Um, you know, I remember I was a strength coach as well, you know, there, um, you know, just, you know, just administrative things that you do, you know, laundry and, and, and all those different things. So that experience was great because, um, you know, I got appreciation that, you know, it takes a lot more than just on the floor coaching and going to the, you know, getting ready for the games and player development, you know, kind of the, the central parts of it, but there's a lot of other things that are essential as well that, that are not as glamorous. So it was, it was, it was, it was a great experience in terms of getting a chance to be over a lot of different roles, understanding all the nuances just that, that, that make up coaching, you know, at the collegiate level. Uh, but at the same time, kind of the best of both worlds in the sense that I was able to just kind of jump in the fire, so to speak, and, 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 and be on the floor, uh, be involved in practice, um, and then you know had a chance to recruit uh, at the Division Two level, being a grad assistant, and so that was something that I think really helped me, um, you know, as far as you know, next opportunities and just growing in this coaching profession. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I know from there you went on to at at the time it was a Division Two school, Tarleton State, uh, and you spent three years there. 
you know, recruiting Texas is no small task. I did that for a year, and, I mean, we divvied up the state as a team by, I think, four coaches. <laughs> so, you know, what part of Texas did you recruit, and how did your staff uh, divvy up the state? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it was an unbelievable opportunity for me. Um, I got my master's and spent two years at UNC Pembroke. was so fortunate for that opportunity. Um, and, and when I took the, took – Took the took the graduate assistant position and got a chance to coach at UNC Pembroke. The year before I got there, they were 0 and 28. Um, had not you know did not win a game. Um, that didn't discourage me. I, again, I was just just grateful for for the chance to coach at the college level. Uh, then fast forward, I get my, my 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 masters, and now I'm trying to you know find my next opportunity and 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 be a full time coach. And um, I, I get a chance to go to Tarleton. Had never. You know, been to Texas, uh, never lived there. Obviously, it always grew up in North Carolina, and, and that had always, you know, been where you know that's home. Obviously, for me, uh, and I went out there and, and got a chance to be a part of a really, really successful program. A team that had, you know, just come off of going to a Final Four at the Division Two level, and uh, the head coach there, Lon Reisman. Uh, is a legend, you know. If if he was on a Division One level, I think you know he'd be a household name. Uh, just a tremendous coach, f- phenomenal defensive coach, and they had had a lot of success. And so to 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 go from UNC Pembroke grad assistant, get a get an opportunity to get into coaching, and then go to to what essentially was you know equivalent of a power a blue blood uh, uh, as far as the Division Two level, the success they had had was just great to be a part of. And so. Uh, what it did for me, not only being a part of a really successful program, was it got me to expand, um, you know, kind of, you know, my, 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 you know, recruiting footprint. And, um, you know, uh, going to Texas, never been out there. I had to kind of quickly immerse myself in, in the state. The way we did it, you know, we kind of divvied up, you know, again, it's so big, you know, Texas is, 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 is as you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much talent in the state and between whether it's Dallas or Houston, San Antonio and all parts in between, you know, you can just stay right in the state and, and find really, really good players. But we just kind of went out together. It was myself and the assistant coach, um, Chris Reisman, um, Coach Reisman's son, who had been there and played there and, you know, knew, knew Talton inside and out. We just, we would go out on the road and, you know, see different guys, go a lot, go, go to a lot of the AAU tournaments, Mike Kunstadt. You know, we put a lot of those events on Great American Shootout, uh, and, and so you know, it, we would just kind of collaborate together and, and and figure out you know who would, you know, we work together, but figure out maybe who who, who would be the lead guy on, on on certain guys, and and um, you know, first kid I ever signed in the state of Texas was a kid named by the name of uh, Warren Webb from Pasadena Dobie down in Houston, Texas, and uh, ended up being a really good player for us. So. Again, it gave me opportunity to to to, to really kind of get ingrained in a state that's 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 so talented, so many good players, so many so so many good coaches, so many good programs, both high school and AU wise, and it served me well, you know, from there uh, even until now. Uh, and then the other thing was, you know, Tarleton, uh, and at the Division Two level, as you you may well know, uh, we did a lot not just high school wise, but junior college. And we, we, we had, because of the success and because of the resources that we had at that level, we could go and recruit, 
you know, um, pretty much nationally from a junior college standpoint and recruit the best junior college kids in the country. And so, again, it gave me another, you know, avenue, and another uh, area that I, I had to kind of quickly become an expert at, so to speak, and, you know, ha have a history of, of recruiting at that level as far as, you know, junior college. So there's a lot of things that uh, going to Talton ha has really, you know, helped me tremendously. Um and, and, and one of the reasons why I'm here at Ole Miss today. You know, the team went to the Division II Elite Eight when you were there. Talk about what made Coach so successful during his illustrious coaching career, and, and what did you learn in particular, you know, from him? Yeah, you know, Coach was a, a, more, you know, just a phenomenal teacher of the game. Um, you know, for those who, who have heard of Dennis Rodman, you know, he, one of his claims of fame, he's one, one of the, you know, one that kind of discovered Dennis and, Played for Coach Beesman. He's at Southeastern before he got to Tarleton State. Uh, but he was a defense first guy. Uh, if you look at any of his teams, and you know, you go and and, and you start looking at on a year to year basis while he was coaching still, uh, field goal percentage defense, rebounding. Um, we would always finish you know top ten nationally at Division two level, and even after I left, you know, it, it stayed consistent even before I got there. And he just believed if you do those two things, you know, you're going to win a high percentage of games. So he really taught it. Um, I mean, he broke it down from, you know, step by step, piece by piece, you know, from one on one defense to two on two to three on three to four on four, you know, shell principles and and obviously five on five. But he was really detailed and, 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 and um, specific in how we were going to guard. And uh, we hung our hat on that. So I learned – you know, a lot of, of, of just defensive philosophy philosophy from, from Coach. Uh, obviously, he's a really, really great recruiter. And so, you know, we had talent uh, to win at a high level. Um, and, and, he, and we practiced, you know, really hard. And uh, it was real, it was really, really just understood how to, you know, organize a practice, uh, get guys to play hard, get guys to play unselfish, defend and rebound. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why he, he, you know, I think he's one of the best coaches, um, you know, out there. And, uh, um, you know, his record kind of speaks for itself. But we had some great teams. You know, we, we, we came kind of short of winning the national championship. I thought we had a chance to um, uh, our last year there, uh, made to the Elite Eight. Uh, I'm sorry, made to the Sweet 16 that particular year. Um, but we had some great wins, some great runs, some great teams, some great players, and uh, it was a phenomenal experience. That's great. You know, Coach, you returned to the Carolinas after accepting an assistant coaching position at Charleston Southern. What was it like coaching in the Buck Dome, and did you have a prior relationship with uh, Coach Radenbaugh? You know, I actually uh, was at the Citadel. So I did. I went, oh, went, to, went to the lower states, you know, so to speak, the, uh, but um, I got my first Division One opportunity uh, at the Citadel. And so it, it's so funny. Um, I had actually taken a, a job at Winston-Salem State at, prior to going to, to the Citadel. And it was at that time going to the Division One level. So, you know, I've been at Division Two level for, for five years, you know, as a grad assistant, then, you know, full-time assistant coach at Tarleton. And, you know, the next goal, you know, was to be a you know, Division One assistant coach. And so I was, you know, hoping for an opportunity at that level, and you know I got got a chance to 
to take a job with Bobby Collins in Winston-Salem State. And shortly thereafter, accepting that position, Coach Ed Conroy had called. And you know, he was looking for a guy that would recruit North Carolina and a guy that could recruit Texas. And so here I am from the state of North Carolina. I've been at UNC Pembroke. Now I'm going, you know, been at three years at, at Tarleton. And it was just, you know, kind of one of those deals where, uh, like I said, I mean, going to Texas, you know, it, it, it obviously helped me um, in terms of what he was looking for. And we had some mutual connections. Um, and so uh, I went down and interviewed. And, you know, through that process of, of, of him offering me the job, I had actually started coaching at Winston-Salem State for about three weeks and uh, had to kind of make a tough decision on whether to stay there and, and take that opportunity at the Citadel. And uh, I tell you, Coach Collins at Winston-Salem State, head coach and still friends, was great. You know, I went walking to his office and coached me. I got this this chance to go to the Citadel. I know I've been with you about three weeks. Um, you know, I, I prayed on it. And I just think that, you know, this is the move that I need to make. And he, 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 he you know, he, 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 he was great. I mean, he said, Ronnie, what, you know, what, what are you waiting on? I think, you know, you got to take that, that job. I think it's be a really good job for you. So give him a lot of credit for, 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 for understanding the timing of it. And I uh, went there, eyes kind of wide open. Didn't know what to expect. You know, it's a military school, very, very different, uh, but different in a great way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I walked to the first practice. I just left a team that, we had all these high major division one transfers at Tarleton and, you know, had beaten, you know, Baylor in an exhibition game, beaten TCU and, um, you know, went to a Sweet 16, went to an Elite Eight. And, you know, that first kind of practice or open gym, I was like, man, I, <laughs> we had, a, you know, we, we, we had all this, you know, this division two team could beat, you know, the school I was going to be coaching at, you know. And, uh, but I tell you what, man, those guys at the Citadel, there was a group of guys that were freshmen that played a lot and then were sophomores. You know, we went on to win the most games in school history uh, my first year there and uh, finished uh, second in the league, I think, behind Davidson uh, with Steph Curry, who was at the league at the time in the SOCON and made the first ever postseason tor tournament appearance in the history of the school. So we had a great run with, with just a group, great group of young men that we coached. Um, at the Citadel, it, it was a really, really good experience. You know, just the whole, you know, aspect of the military part of it, and 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 what you what you had to do to kind of, you know, play basketball and still do all the other things that goes along with being, you know, a Citadel uh, man. So, um, again, working for Coach Conroy was 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 also just something that really helped me throughout, you know, my coaching career. So it was a great experience and something I always cherish. Now, so you were there for a year, correct? We were there for two years. Uh, so so uh, we went, we won 20 games the first year. And the second year, we followed up. I think we won 16 games. So just in that two-year span, most wins in a two-year span history. Uh, and then we, fortunate enough, Coach Conroy got a job at Tulane. And uh, our staff, you know, um, all stayed together and went with him to a New Orleans um, at Tulane. Okay, they gotta update your uh your bio on the website. They got that wrong then. <laughs> Coach you there? Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. Um yeah, so you know, you go to Tulane. What was it like living in New Orleans? And were you there for the aftermath of, you know, hurricane season? Yeah, so it was about five years removed from Hurricane Katrina. 
And again, you know, I, I had never been to New Orleans before. Um, until Coach Conroy said, hey, we're going to Tulane. You know, all I had, you know, kind of really knew of New Orleans was, you know, what probably most people first think of as far as Bourbon Street and Mardi Gras and, you know, didn't know what to expect and uh, moved down there and just fell in love with the city. You know, the spirit, the people, the traditions, you know, with all the festivals and, and, and just the, um, you know, it's a vibrant, you know, it's, it's such a vibrant place uh, to, to live. And um, they were still, you know, recovering, but it was on the, the way, to, you know, to where it, it was getting back to, you know, what New Orleans um, was used to as, as a city and as a community. And we took over, you know, a tough situation because, again, you know, athletic department and, and, and the men's basketball team, you know, it took a little while to, to, to kind of get it back, um, you know, stable, so to speak. But uh, those guys bought in in the first year, and, you know, we, we got a brand-new practice facility. At the time we were there, they upgraded some of the things, you know, in, in the program. And I think it's a big reason why, you know, it's in a place now where they can be successful and, and all those things. But it was a great, you know, great time because, you know, we got a chance to take over and really kind of just, you know, kind of build a foundation uh, from, from, from kind of ground up for where it was at at that particular time and really, um, you know, have a chance to, to, to see it grow um, as a program and what we were trying to do in that league at that particular time. Now, from Tulane, you went on to Houston. You know, talk about coaching there and how the change in conferences affected the recruiting efforts. Yeah, you know, so it's funny, you know, we got to Tulane, Conference USA, and we started competing against, you know, the teams in our league and Memphis and UAB, uh, Southern Miss, uh, UTEP, and, you know, Houston was in our league as well. And, you know, through some of those, you know, kind of, you know, contests and games, got to know their staff and it knows, you know, a mutual respect. So when they had an open – Opening on their staff, um, you know, there's some dialogue about, you know, maybe going there. And, and, and at the time, uh, it was around the time of all the realignment that really changed, you know, all the Power Five schools. And Houston had, had, had you know, got an invitation and, and decided to go to the Big East. What was the old Big East? You know, so Georgetown and Syracuse and Pittsburgh and, and uh, you know, all those schools, um, Villanova, you know, the old big Syracuse, uh, when they still had football and basketball schools. So part of that reason was, you know, for me, it was getting an opportunity to now coach at what was considered, you know, a power five school or a high major school. And um, we got there and, and then the basketball schools broke off and kept the name and ultimately ended up being the American Conference is, is what we, you know, what, I, what, you, know, what I, you know, what I coached at, you know, you know, while I was at Houston. But the change in itself was, was still a big part of, you know, being there because, you know, even though it, you know, changed what originally thought it was going to be, you still had Louisville, 
who had just come off a national championship that first year we were in the American League. You had Cincinnati, you had SMU, you had Memphis, who was still really, really, really good. Rutgers was in the league for a year. You had South Florida. Uh, Central Florida was was really, really, you know, really talented. So, it, you know, it, it was essentially a, a, a high major, you know, power five, you know, multi-bid league. And so you had to recruit at a high level. And, um, again, it kind of goes back to, to some of those roots that I had, you know, built and, and grew. Being at Tarleton State, I was able to go into a state that I was familiar with and recruit. And then even go and um, tap into places that I had just previously left, whether it was Louisiana, South Carolina, and, and North Carolina. We signed a kid from North Carolina when I was there at the University of Houston. Um, but it was again, it was it was it was a great challenge because it was another, you know, it, it was another kind of step. It was another kind of challenge. It was another kind of opportunity to grow you know, in coaching and, and, and even recruiting. And so uh, we had a great staff and, and we, we, we all worked together, um, you know, as a staff, you know, to kind of build it and win. And you had a lot of, you know, good wins there. And again, just, you know, another great opportunity uh, for me. And uh, I was there for two years and, you know, as fun as two years as I can kind of remember, you know, when coach, Coach Hamilton? Yes. Hey, it cut out uh, right after you said coach, it had cut out. Oh, I just said this is this was a fun two years. As fun as two years as, as I can remember in coaching with the staff we were on and being in that league and playing in some of the places we played at. And, you know, um, that time in Houston, um, we, 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 we had some great times. Okay, awesome. And I got to ask, what was it like being at a program that once featured five slamma jamma in the 80s? Yeah, you know, it had great tradition, obviously, um, the success that those guys had. The neat thing about it was getting a chance to meet some of those guys that uh, most of those guys, you know, really in a sense, all of them at some point in time that were part of those teams, you know, like teams that are legendary that will be remembered for forever. Uh, so, so having a chance, you know, you know, meet and interact and be around Clyde Drexler. And actually, his son walked on for us. And, you know, Kim Lajuan came around the program. Um, uh, uh, you know, Mike Young was on our staff. Actually, his son Joe played for us. Was a part of those teams. Um, you know, so that 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 in itself uh, was really 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 cool. Lyndon Rose and and LJ, his son played for us. You know, as well. He was. You know, part of those, you know, early, 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 you know, five slamma, five, five slamma jamma years. And so just, just being around, um, you know, program that had that much success and, and a lot of tradition. I think it was something that they were always trying to hope to recapture. And, uh, you know, obviously they're having a lot of success right now. Credit to the staff there and Coach Sampson. Um, but it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, like I said, it was just a great experience. And, uh, you know, something that we had a lot of fun there. Had a tremendous staff, and uh, Coach James Dickey was the head coach, and learned a lot from Coach. And um, experience that that has again kind of helped me, shaped me into uh, the coach I am today. You know, from Houston, you go on to Middle Tennessee State, where you join Kermit Davis's coaching staff. 
you know, you guys went to three straight Conference USA championships, two NCAA tournament upsets over Michigan State and then Minnesota. You guys went th- 31 games. What made those Blue Raider teams so darn successful? We had really good players. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you, you know, you, you don't win games unless you got talent. Um, but I, I, I will say, you know, Coach Davis is um, one of the best coaches, you know, in my opinion, in college basketball and his ability to get the very most out of his guys, getting to play really, really hard, playing selfish. And we had a group that just they, they loved competing. Uh, they, you know, they, 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 they fought every possession to just win, you know, a possession and in turn try to win a game. And uh, uh, they got better. You know, they believed in what we were doing, and we had depth. Uh, so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really, really. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was watching some of our games, a couple, you know, just in the last day or so. Just some of those teams we had, and you look back, and you know, just man, that three-year run we had. Uh, when you look at it. I mean, it, it'll be hard to duplicate. I don't, you know, uh, just, just, just great teams, great players. A great culture, and um, you know we had a lot of success. Obviously, and you know it was a cool experience for me because you know I, you talked about some of the stops and places I've been, and I, I was able to go from a D two coach and get to the Citadel, get Division one job, and go to the Tulane, and go to you know a high major program at Houston, and you know in that particular time was the first time I ever. Had had not been able to, you know, coach in, in the sense that we were we were let go there, and essentially, you know, when that happens, you know, the message is, you know, what you did wasn't good enough. You know, a lot of people they like to say job well done, but when they fire you, basically saying job not well done. And to uh, to experience that, and, and kind of you know come to that point where you know you got to find another job you question you know man did you do enough you know what could you have done better uh you know how do you get to that point you know all those different things and then you know get the opportunity in the middle and then have have that you know kind of success that we had getting to an NSA tournament and, you know winning three straight conference championships and um you know it, you know it, 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 you, you, you sometimes in in, in quote-unquote failing uh, you know, you can fail forward. You can even, you know, grow and 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 get a lot better. And I think that's kind of the approach and, and mindset that you know that I wanted to have. You know, after that uh, experience and getting that opportunity with Coach Davis, and uh, certainly, um, you know, we were able to do that. You know, at middle and uh, just again, just man, just just you know, we won a lot of games because of practices. We had were harder in the game, so when we got to the games, the games were easy. Um, you know, not easy in the sense that opponents were easy, or you know, it was easy to win. It was just that we, we practiced every day so hard that you know the games in themselves were 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 uh, you know were, were the easier part, and uh, that's what made those teams really good. Just the way they worked every single day, and it led to a lot of success. Um, you know, while we were there. Coach, you know, let me ask you this, you know, obviously social injustice, you know, has gone crazy over the, I mean, still 400 plus years out and we're still fighting a lot of stereotypes and racism. How do you fight the stereotype of being labeled a recruiter? 
Yeah, I think I think a big part of that is, you know, not necessarily um, pigeonhole you, you know, you know, allowing yourself to be pigeonhole uh, that way. Um, you know, uh, I can't speak for everybody, but I know, obviously, I enjoy recruiting. I enjoy those relationships you build. I enjoy going to watch. You know, I enjoy being in gyms. I know we're not in gyms right now, so it's, it's, it's had to become. I enjoy watching film you know, much more. But I, I, I love, you know, being in the gym or, or watching film and, and, and evaluating and, 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 and you know, you know, in a sense, you know, discovering a guy, whether it's, you know, yourself watching for the first time and seeing that he's really good or you think he's really good or you actually, hey, nobody's recruiting this guy. And, man, you see something first or you see something that, that not a lot of people have noticed, you know, before. So I, I've always enjoyed that process. Uh, but I also was not going to just, you know, kind of be defined by that. And I was lucky enough to work for coaches that, you know, didn't um, also just just uh, want to, you know, pigeonhole me and, and limit me that way and see me just in that light. And so I've been lucky in that sense. You know, all the guys I work for have, um, you know, allowed me and, and, and I wanted to you know, have other responsibilities besides just recruit. And so it goes back, you know, kind of what I said earlier from the beginning about that first job at UNC Pembroke. I mean, I was the academic you know, coordinator, I was a strength coach. Um, and so, you know, uh, obviously I had a chance to get on the floor and just, you know, was learning, you know, every day about, you know, the X and O's and, and, and watching film. And so I get to Tarleton State. And, you know, recruiting is obviously huge. I mean, we, you know, you got to go, you know, find guys at that level and recruit at such a high level for what we were trying to do in terms of winning a national championship. That was our goal, and it was a realistic goal. Uh, man, but I was involved with, you know, planning practice and, and, and scouting reports and player development. And then there, you know, I was over all our team travel and, and, and over uh, uh, our camps. Um, so then you go to the Citadel and same thing, I'm over camps, I'm over our budget, you know. And so, again, I, I, I personally had, had always, you know, made sure that I, I wanted to do more than just recruit because I, I, I wanted to be good at, you know, at, at, at everything. I obviously knew that being a good recruiter was going to help me, you know, get, a lot, get other opportunities. And then those, those, those same coaches allowed for me to – to be a part in all aspects of of, 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 of the coaching and, uh, you know, being part of basketball program. So I think, you know, some of that is uh, not allowing yourself to get pigeonholed into that. And then you got to be be able to work for some coaches that, that are going to um, push you and allow you to do more than just, just recruit. Great stuff, Coach. You know, Coach Davis becomes the head coach at Ole Miss in March of 2018. He brings you with him. You know, I've seen friends in the business not be taken with the head coach in those situations. How did it make you feel that he didn't leave you high and dry? Yeah, I, I just, yeah, just really, really fortunate, um, David. You know, you would hope that your work that you do every day, um, you know, you know, proves your worth and shows your value. And so that's just how, kind of try how that's just how I try to approach, you know, every day in terms of, you know, um, coaching uh, here at Ole Miss and everywhere I've been and then, you know, working for 
you know, Coach Davis. And so I think, you know, our, our success that you mentioned at middle, um, I think, you know, showed, you know, how successful we could be working together. And uh, we had a lot of wins. You know, we had a lot of really good players come through our program. And when he got the opportunity to come to Ole Miss, which I was so happy for Coach because this is his home state and he deserves to coach at this level and, you know, um, you know, prove even much more how, you know, great of a coach he is when, you know, when he, you know, let me know that, yeah, I want you to be a part of our, you know, his staff and being part of me making that move. Um, you know, you feel appreciated and, and you feel, uh, um, you know, really just kind of honored and, and, and fortunate and thankful. And, uh, and so, you know, we just, we approached it. Like when we got here, you know, we were going to you know, have that same type of, uh, you know, kind of just grab your lunch pail and your hard hat and go to work. And I think that's what we've tried to do since we've been here and building a foundation and establishing, you know, coaches, his culture that he, he wants our team to be known for um, throughout the time we've been here, that we can build something really sustainable and consistent and have a chance to compete every, every year in this league. And, make runs in in, uh, in March. No question. You know, you're entering your third season at Ole Miss. What are some of the major differences between the SEC and other conferences that you've coached in? Talent is really good. There's great coaches and great there's great players. Uh, there's passionate fan bases. Um, you know, basketball is basketball, I believe. You know, whether you run, um, you know, whatever particular offense you're going to run, whether you're a zone team defensively, you play mostly man, if you guard actions a different way, you know, that's basketball is basketball. The biggest difference uh, is the resources that we have here. You know, we, 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 you know, we, we have the, the luxury and the benefit and the privilege to, to, to have a lot more resources uh, as far as, you know, how we can do things in terms of travel and recruiting and, um, you know, and, and then the support, you know, as far as, uh, Staff-wise, you know, number of guys that that we have that can, um, you know, work together, and you work with, and you have, you know, kind of at your, uh, you know, uh, you know that you have just available to you, is 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 totally, you know, totally, totally different uh, than most, you know, most other levels, and you know, again, like I referenced, you know, Pembroke, that was myself, uh, our head coach. And I was a GA and our assistant coach. That was it. That was the staff. You know, whereas now we've got, you know, three full-time assistants, ops guy, film guy, you know, director of recruiting. <laughs> you know, so many, you know, more more people that, that 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 can help and assist. And which, again, makes you be able to kind of narrow in and, and, and put just more focus on, you know, your guys, your recruiting, the basketball part of it. Which is cool, you know. Which is which, which is really, you know, a blessing. Um, and, and, and but then beyond that, like I said, just the exposure that you get, the the passion, you know, that in which the uh, the fans really care about it, and 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 on a on a, like a consistent day to day basis, whether it's you know how you doing in recruiting, um, you know how the team how's the team looking, and and you know those, those things. But those things that you 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 you, you Welcome. You like you. If you're a competitor, you want to be, you know, you want to compete against the best, you know, in the country, and we get the opportunity to do that in this league with all the teams, and uh, you know, it, it's fun. It's challenging, um, but it's what you signed up for. It's what you hope to, to be able to do. It's what you, uh, you know, what 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 you ask for, 
And, uh, you know, we love it. And uh, we just got to continue to work and, you know, build the best program we can here at Ole Miss. Coach, have you had a, a moment in your career where it was kind of that, man, I've made it, whether it was, you know, uh, flying rather than taking a bus, whether it was, you know, stepping in a Division One arena or looking at your direct deposit. Have you had that moment yet? You know, um, yes and no, uh, to be honest with you. You know, there's some times where you just uh, more so uh, instead of maybe I made it uh, as opposed to um, – Man, I'm fortunate, you know, uh, you know, wow, you know, look at the opportunities I've been afforded and blessed. Uh, and there's a few of those kind of like, you know, highlights, um, you know, moves at the University of Houston. We go play at the Yum Center and play Louisville in a conference game. You know, man, you know, you, you look up and there's, you know, however many that stadium hole, arena holes, it was full and you, you know, you're on the opposite end of coaching against a legend, you know, in terms of basketball, like Rick Pitino. And, uh, you know, you make the NCAA tournament at middle and you go and you're 15 seed, you play Michigan State and, you know, you playing against the player of the year, Denzel Valentine and Hall of Fame coach like Tom Mizzo and you win the game and, you know, all the, you know, all the kind of accolades, you, you, you know, you get from that, uh, you know, you get to, to um, Ole Miss and you get an opportunity, like you mentioned, you get in a private plane and, you know, I didn't take my, I think first plane ride I ever took was when I got to college and, you know, uh, but to go in a private plane and, you know, I think the first day we were here or so, uh, you know, we fly three or different, two or three different gyms and, you know, me and just Coach Davis and he said, man, you know, how neat is this? Uh, or to where, you know, you you play against Kentucky and uh, and all the traditions and, and, and that come, you know, with their program. And so there's been several instances. I'm kind of even probably not mentioning all of them, but there's been several instances and several several moments, several games, several highlights, several successes that uh, you know you 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 you, know, you kind of just pause and just just remind yourself how thankful thankful you are for the opportunities that you have and. One thing I've tried to, you know, avoid uh, is 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 actually saying you made it because at that point in time, when you never rest, you know, where you, you you take anything for granted and you can lose it at, at any moment. So uh, just try to be appreciative every day, you know, for for the opportunities that that, I, that I've had and that I do have here now currently, and knowing that I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed, and uh, just want to continue to work and and uh, do as best I can. To, make this program really good, make our players really good, and, um, you know, just do the best job, you know, that I can. I love it. You know, Coach, with kind of the segment I call start, bench, cut, I give you three things. You start one, bench one, and cut one. Sounds good. Uh, champion, starter, and one. So, break this down again for me now. So, we're going – so, uh, with those three options, I got – what's the options again? Start, bench, okay. and then cut. So, you're getting rid of one of them. You're keeping one, okay. and then you're going to start one. So you're kind of your top, I got you. top pick. Okay. And to my three options again? Champions, starter, and one. Champions, starter, and one. Correct. Man, I'm keeping champions. Um, you know, no question. I think, man, just 
that's a culmination of a lot of hard work, sweat, blood, tears. Uh, so I'm definitely keeping that one from benching one. Um, uh, uh, well, from keeping one and then starters and, uh, from cutting one, uh, and one. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, you being a Duke guy, Shane Battier, Jay Williams, Carlos Boozer. Ooh, man, it's tough. Um, man, I'm a fan of all three guys, you know, so, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to, uh, 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 do, do, do the best I can to. It kind of, uh, you know, not offend anybody, but, uh, you know, I love Battier. Um, and so I would say, you know, Keith and Shane, you, you know, the way he played, you know, from a defensive standpoint. And, you know, I know a lot of people give him a hard time for flopping, you know, sometimes. But, man, you know, taking charges. And he just is unselfish just as a basketball player. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, Jay Will, who I went to school with and, um, watched play in person a bunch and, and got to know and even played some some kind of some pickup games with him. Um, you know, be my you know I would I would I would keep him be my starter. And I love Booz. Booz was a low down low man from Alaska. Uh, if I had to just just get rid of one, uh, if I had to bench one, I guess it'd be Boozer. You'd only bench him for a game and then you'd bring him right back, right? <laughs> oh, bring him right back, man. He was. He he, I mean, he had great hands, man. He he was, man. He catch it down low. You, you couldn't do anything with him. He was a load, man. He 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 was really 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 good. And uh, watched him play a bunch as well. I'm a big fan of Carlos. All right, cookout, Chick Fil A, raisin cane. Man, I'm gonna go. Yeah, uh, and tell me again, what's the three? What's the three? The three terms again, so I can reference them when I say uh, start, it. Start, uh, bench. Yep. 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 So if I'm starting, I'm going to say cookout just because I, I, if I'm doing it, then that means that um, uh, I'm splurging that day. If I'm doing any of those, I'm splurging probably. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say start uh, with a cookout because then that means I get to have a milkshake and uh, get one of those combo platters. Um, if, uh, if I'm um, uh, keeping one, Chick-fil-A, I mean, the hospitality service in itself, you can't cut Chick-fil-A. And so I'd have to bench Raising Cane. Okay. Uh, he got game, blue chips, white man can't jump. Man, that's tough. I think he got game is a uh, – I, I love that show. I love that movie, you know, with Denzel and Ray Allen. Um, so I'd have to be a starter. Um, and then White Man Can't Jump was so funny, so funny. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. And I like Blue Chipper, too. I, it, 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 I watched that about a month ago again, but I had to cut Blue Chip. Okay. Uh, last one. Hoop Dirt, Verbal Commits, NCAA Transfer Portal. Wow. Tough one. Well, Hoop Dirt, I'm cutting. Um, so I can just say it off the bat. And then, um, not that they don't have some useful information, but just between those three options, the transport portal, I'd, I'd have to to start uh, just because, you know, there's an opportunity to find some good players <laughs> in that portal. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple on our team, as a matter of fact. 
and uh, verbal commits uh, with, with uh, had to keep, you know, and it's funny, I, I, the guy who started at, at verbal commits is a friend of mine. So that's probably why he gets denied, but they do a great service with, 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 with guys and getting them exposure and getting information out to people. And so, um, yeah, and, and the fact that he's so good at keeping up with it in itself is enough to, to keep him um, and not bench him. So I would go uh, transfer portal, verbal commits, and uh, hoop dirt in okay. that order. Coach, what advice do you have for younger coaches either trying to get in the business or work their way up the ranks? Yeah, um, a couple things. You know, ask a bunch of questions. Uh, number one, um, find ways, find avenues to ask those questions you know, and stay persistent in doing so, you know, pretty much everything I've I've learned, I I had to learn, you know, some just um, by trial and error and, you know, on my own in a sense, but, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for some people that I could have leaned on in the coaching business and really understand, you know, what it means to be, you know, a really good coach, whether it's, you know, X and O's, um, whether it's, you know, how to run a program, you know, like, for example, you know, some of those roles that I got asked to do uh, that I was grateful for having those responsibilities, um, you know, without having much knowledge of, of, of some of those, for example, okay, you know, running a camp, you know, you know, it was me asking a bunch of questions to figure out how to best, you know, run that or, or be in charge of that. And, you know, down the line, I mean, just going on, on, whether it's recruiting, just, just, just asking a bunch of questions. And, 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 and along with that, um, you know, finding, you know, best you can. Sometimes I know that's hard, but I think if you try hard enough, you'll find, you know, you'll 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 be able to connect with a few that will um that 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 will allow you to to lean on them, ask questions, but also be more than just a question answerer. Be be you know be a um you know mentor. You can find three or four um people that will uh you know mentor you, and uh you know that you can lean on throughout you know your 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 you know experience and and as you're trying to grow in coaching whether you're just you know trying to be a high school coach or a college coach or what what whatever level or whatever role you know trying to have um you know seek out some people that have walked you know no shoes that that can help you you know maybe make a decision on you know hey do I take this job or not or you know do I you know you know what should be my philosophy on this and those you know, different things. And then just, you know, outside of that, let's say what Lastly would say, just you know, st- stay humble, treat people the right way. I think those are kind of, you know, kind of sometimes should be givens, but, <laughs> you know, if you keep those in mind all the time, you just treat people right in this profession. Because ultimately it's a small, um, you know, it's a small profession. It's a small circle. Um, you know, people that you, 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 you know, you may, you know, want and, 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 and ask of, of something, you know, early on in your career, probably the same people that may need or ask of you later in your career. And so just treating people the right way, being humble and staying grounded. Um, I think if you do those things, 
um, you know, you, you, you have a chance to, to grow uh, in coaching, you know, get better and grow, you know, in, in, in where you want to go and uh, take coaching. Uh, so those are just kind of three simple ones that, that I've, you know, been good for me. I've, I've lived by and learned from and, and had the opportunity to, to do a lot. And as far as asking a bunch of questions, uh, you know, having, you know, some mentors that have helped me along the way and just staying grounded, staying humble, and uh, it served me well. Awesome, Coach. Coach, who are three guests I should have on the podcast? Man, you know, I can go on and on and on about that. I think there's some really, really good guys in this profession, um, some guys I trust, guys that I, you know, trust, you know, intimately in terms of being really, really close with some guys I trust, you know, and, and, and have a lot of respect for from a distance that, that that if you can get on would be phenomenal. I think it really gives you some insight. And uh, one in particular, you know, Danielle Robinson at Iowa State, you know, we had a chance to work together at University of Houston. Well, I think is you know one of the absolute best assistant coaches, and will be a head coach here soon in the country. Um, you know he he would he would be great uh, to get on. I think um, you know Matt McMahon, the head coach at Murray State. Uh, I think you know his level, you know at the mid major level, the success he's had, the sustainability, and and uh, taking a program that that's had success and can. You know, the hardest, hardest, sometimes the hardest thing is to have success and then, you know, not only maintain it, but to elevate the success that's been, you know, there previously. He's certainly done that uh, at Murray State and, and they've recruited at a, such a high level. They play the game the right way. And, you know, he's been at, the, you know, mid-major level and been at even lower levels as an assistant coach. Uh, so I think he, you know, be 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 great if you can get on. Uh, and then um, you know, just another one. There's so many, so many that I can think of. Um, another guy it would be uh, uh, Brian uh, Cloman, Brian Ferguson at Winthrop. You know, another guy that is a friend of mine. But I think he gives a different perspective too because he has a different path into coaching. And he's been at one place for a long period of time. Been a lot of different places, but it's really been at Winthrop, which I think is one of the, you know, most uh, been been one of the most successful, you know, um, you know, mid-major, low-major, however you want to label the school. Uh, they've done a, had consistency for a long time with head coach Pat Kelsey, and uh, you know he he's, he's been able to find a niche from an international standpoint. The way they play, their culture that they have there, I think is really unique. And so those would be. A few guys off the top of my head, I can give you many more. Uh, that would be great to have on your podcast. Yeah, I've heard uh, a few people say Brian. I need to need to try to get him on here. But you know, Coach, last question: If any listeners want to get in touch with you, email, social media, what's the best way? Yeah, you know, email um, is is um, certainly pretty easy because uh, I get that. You know. Um, Easily, whether it be to my laptop, phone, um, and that's just, you know, Ronnie, my name, R-O-N-N-I-E-H, at olemiss.edu, O-L-E-M-I-S-S dot E-D-U. So that's the easiest way. If it's on Twitter, which I, probably is the most frequent social media for me, is just uh, Coach R. Hamilton, at Coach R. R. Hamilton. And so e- either way, you know, I, I love uh, – being a resource and 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 and, and connecting 
So if there's anybody that, that, that has a question or uh, just wants to uh, to visit or, you know, um, want to pick pick a brain or whatever it may be, uh, feel free. Um, you know, I, I love, like I said, I love that, 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 you know, connection and communication. Uh, so those are two best ways. And obviously, you know, if they, somebody that, uh, you know, you have all my other contact information, if somebody goes to you and needs to get to me a little quicker, then certainly feel free to, uh, to connect. I appreciate us. that. You know, coach, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, you know, full disclosure, this has taken over a month to complete and it was worth every second of it. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. And thank you for the, the patience and, 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 and the uh, uh, invitation. This has been really, really good. And, um, you know, it brings back a lot of the, the lessons and, and just opportunities in terms of the path I've been on to where I've gotten now. And, you know, I, again, I'll say it just to, to kind of close. Um, I've been fortunate, you know, all the opportunities that I've had to get to a point now where, I'm at an unbelievable university, at an unbelievable league, working with an unbelievable coach. And, um, you know, what, it wouldn't be for the other opportunities that I've had and people that have helped me along the way get here um, that I'm, you know, standing here today. And so this has been really cool and continue to do, you know, things you're doing with your podcast and, you know, bringing attention to different paths, uh, insight into coaching, and uh, helping young coaches see, you know, different ways that they can uh, grow in the game and uh, grow into uh, where they want to go. So this has been really fun. I appreciate the opportunity and um, looking forward to kind of continue to watch you, uh, you know, share some of these same type of stories. I appreciate that, Coach. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Box Score podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and rate five stars.